Hello everyone, my name is Michael Cravens and this is the Arizona Wildlife Federation podcast. And let me tell you, have we got a show for you today. Um, let me put it this way, I've been employed uh, by the Arizona Wildlife Federation for probably just short of three years. And in those three years, there has been this constant buzz about the Arizona Wildlife Federation's BOW program. That's B-O-W, Becoming an Outdoors Woman. And, you know, I didn't pay that much attention to this because, well, one, I'm a guy. Two, it's already in very capable hands and it's very well done, so I, I didn't need to get involved. Well, I went down this weekend and got to talk to some of these gals at one of these programs. And let me tell you, um, I was blown away. I expected 10, 15 gals sitting around a campfire chit-chatting. I couldn't have been more wrong. There was over a hundred women there. Um, and there were smiles everywhere. Unbelievable, positive energy. It was clear. Everyone was having a great time. The prickly pear margaritas were flowing. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it blew me away. Um, so yeah, I got to sit down and, and talk with three or four of the, the main movers and shakers of these, this program. Um, and I learned so much. You're going to learn so much. These women have huge personalities, uh, great stories, um, real solid opinions. Uh, and it's, it's, it became clear to me, like it will become clear to you just why this program is so highly regarded, why these women come back again and again for this experience. Um, yeah, I, I just, I can't say enough about it. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. I had a great time talking to these women. Um, but before we get into that, I just have a couple quick announcements. First one is May 13th. Uh, commission meeting is coming up. That's Arizona Game and Fish Department Commission meeting. And again, this is your chance to get informed and educated about wildlife management in Arizona. Uh, why decisions are made the way they're made. You're, you're getting, you know, facts from experts in these. Um, and, and you're going to hear a debate, you know, about issues that come up. Uh, it, it's your opportunity to be the informed guy in your friends group. Um, and they're, they're fascinating. Uh, I, I listened to all of them. Um, I learned so much. They're extremely interesting. I highly recommend if you're into hunting or angling are just general outdoor recreation in Arizona, or if you just care about wildlife, tune in. You can call in or you can show up in person. But tune in, figure out the hows and whys and ins and outs of our Arizona Game and Fish Department and how how things are done. Next, we've got uh, from Zach Beard, who you heard on our last episode, Trout-tastic Fishing in Arizona. Zach is in charge of our native trout here in the state. And he is asking for those folks, well, tell you what, I'll just read it to you. For those of you targeting Apache or Gila trout here in Arizona, the Arizona Game and Fish Department would greatly appreciate if you would be willing to take a few minutes after each Apache trout or Gila trout fishing trip to fill out a very short survey about your fishing experience. The survey is completely anonymous and should only take a few minutes the data will be used to help Apache and Gila trout management and recovery efforts in Arizona. Taking this short survey really goes a long way to help conserve and protect Apache and Gila trout in Arizona. So uh, I will uh, add a link to that survey in the show notes. 
So look for it there. And you can also get that by contacting Zach at Z-B-E-A-R-D at azgfd.gov. With that, let's move right into our show. You're going to like this one. I had a lot of fun doing it. So stick around and enjoy. Thanks. All right. Well, right off the bat, thank you very much for allowing me to do this and allowing me to be here. Um, and I'm going to say right away, I don't know, even though I've been with Arizona Wildlife Federation for approximately three years now, all I know about bow is it's popular and everybody loves it. So this is kind of on all of you. Um, Shame on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'll say this. Okay, I, I did. I, I, I saw the program and, and I saw you ladies. Um, at the Arizona Outdoor Hall of Fame when when you were, what, what was the name of, of the award? The Arizona Outdoor Hall of Fame Award. Yeah. You were inducted into the Arizona. Right. Hall That's of a, Fame. A big deal. A lot of it is a big there. deal, and we made it a big deal. Oh. And we did a skit. It was really cute. I okay. don't think they were expecting that, so it was really fun. Let's hear about that real fast before we move on. So there was this lady that was at the pond, mm -hmm. and, of course, you know, a lot of these ladies come not thinking outdoors so they have their fancy makeup their nails oh, and it's a, it's a fancy affair for sure oh yeah exactly so this girl's at the pond and she's like i do not want this class i didn't even ask for it well her friend goes just deal with it just play with me i'm just gonna <laughs> you know enjoy so um mark gets her all strung up and everything and she throws it out and she's just like when's dinner and how much longer do we have and mark goes your line's moving what do you mean my line's moving? And you could see it moving back and forth. She had a fish. So she's like screaming, oh my God, I got a fish, I got a fish. And she's reeling it in and she's all excited and everything. And she brings it up and it, it was, was a big, big carp. It was a big, big giant oh, wow. carp. <laughs> all right. And so then all of a sudden she's excited. You know, you want, saw this face like, I really don't want to be here. Now you see this bright light face going and she goes, and then she grabs the worm container, and now she's cutting the worms with her nails, putting them on the hook. <laughs> it was hilarious. But this is what makes Bo so great, is taking these people out of their comfort zone and having them try something that they don't think they'd ever want to do. Oh. All right, so this is, this is to, to be completely clear, this is a skit. You did get you all did at this fancy awards banquet. <laughs> we did. We in reenacted front a, in front of a hundred people. Fantastic. We reenacted Hundreds. an actual event that happened at the boat camp. So right. that yeah. that was what the whole point was. This really did happen, and we tried to reinvent it. Well, yeah. I, I was there. You did one fantastic job. <laughs> so, uh, in case folks haven't caught on, um, we I am at the becoming an outdoors woman uh, camp. Um, so let, let's move right into introductions, and then we'll go, we'll go to, uh, from my left, Valerie. And, and I'm going to go ahead and say, Val, I want you to introduce yourself, your full name. And I'd like you to uh, tell us about how you got here. But before you do that, I'll, I'll also mention that uh, Val is on the Arizona Wildlife Federation Board of Directors. So that was what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I still do thunder. <laughs> no, that's okay. But I'm Val Morrill. I'm from Yuma, Arizona, and I've been on the Arizona Wildlife Federation board now for 14 years. Wow. So I'm getting there. Did um, you try to leave us and we Yeah, I, I resigned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're still here. Well, thank you, Michael. I am too, because I have an opportunity to work with you. And I was going to stay active in Bow no matter what. So 
But, uh, you know, I had been a wildlife manager in my career. So retiring, it was like now I had a chance to do still good stuff for wildlife, but do it in a way that I had an opinion. Whereas mm -hmm. a federal employee, you're usually not so much allowed. So it's been wonderful to get to be advocating for wildlife and management and for programs such as Bo. Awesome. Yeah. Did that do it? That did it. Okay, good super. Job, <laughs> All right, next up we have Kathy. Kathy Green. I've been involved in Bo for now 25 years. I came the first time as a participant in 1996. Um, you know, didn't know anything about it, but it sounds fun because I love the outdoors. Saw the women coming up from the meadow talking about archery, and I was an avid archer, um, doing a lot of competition and recurve amateur style. Oh, wow. Um, trying out for the Olympics, world field teams wow. and everything. And I'm like, what do you mean archery's not fun? It is the, it's, it's my, my life right now, you know? And so I went up to the lady that was a coordinator at the time, and I said, look... Um, I am a level two in, uh, archery instructor. I run a, uh, youth, uh, group in Tucson and I do this in archery and I've done this and that. And, and, um, I will be glad to help you because what I heard coming off the field, that's just wrong. Mm -hmm. And so here I am 25 yeah. years later, still teaching archery, um, enjoying the heck out of it, watching the ladies have fun with the, the bows and everything. And then five six years ago yeah. i started helping becoming the coordinator mm -hmm. yeah. and now i take over our no, i shouldn't say take over i run the spring <clears throat> um bow camp and then i help linda with the other two awesome. and then we do and then we're also trying to do beyond bow so once they get a little taste here we're trying to go and do more activities away from a camp okay can I add something here? Of course you can. Well, one of the things, too, is if any time I come, if I can take her archery class, yeah. I do, because there is nothing more just just oh. <laughs> When you kill that balloon. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, balloon. And then I got to go on a couple Beyond Bows, and yeah. one with Kathy, where I uh, got to go turkey hunting in New Mexico as a oh, Beyond wow. Bow. So it takes what happens at Bow, where you get a taste of everything, uh -huh. Then through Beyond Bow, which is kind of just our own term for it. I know we mm -hmm. come up with different things, but that's where you get to focus on some aspect, if it's kayaking or something else. Gotcha. So there's a way to take this to the next step, Michael. Awesome. All right. Linda, how about you? How about me? I'm <laughs> Linda Dightman. I'm not an archer. Um, <laughs> Kathy is an honestly wonderful archer. I've watched her. It's amazing. But I'm not an archer. At any rate, um, 20, oh my gosh, 20 plus years ago, I saw, oh, I was just looking to find something to do with women outdoors. And I found that, I Googled it and I found it. And then they said, hey, we may have a paid position. And I go, well, what do you mean? And so I went in and talked to them. At that time, the, the program itself in Arizona was totally floundering. And I says, okay, let me see what I can do because I do have some organizational skills. Everyone's got some skills. <laughs> so um, I started organizing the thing and it just kind of grew and grew. And what happens is you get sucked in, like Kathy says, you get the excitement from these women. They're like, Oh my God, I just took an arrow, sent it through the air, and popped a balloon. <laughs> what a huge thing. It is empowering as yeah. heck. And I know 
that sounds really goofy to some people, but it is <laughs> magic. It is absolute magic. Yeah. And I went down a 10-foot rock on a rope. Yep. And I'm scared to <laughs> death of heights. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of people, if you are afraid of heights, then you come to bow and you take rappelling if you're ready to get over that fear. So... Um, and um, uh, what I didn't like when I first started here was the game taste, and I took over the game taste immediately. I go, you guys aren't doing this right. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I also took over the hunting class. The instructor that we had here hunting, I, it wasn't working. And, I, and I, to this day, I have taken over that class because I just feel like no one else can do it right. And I know that that is so wrong. <laughs> and there's got to be another instructor out there. But... Um, I have ladies out, I see them out in the field and it's so cool to see them, hey. And then a couple of years ago, I, I got my first bear. So I had wow. all these women here that they think I'm magic. They're like, oh my gosh, did, you did got Did you a cook bear. some up here? I did. Yeah. I, brought the, I brought some bear oh, up and they great. all got to taste it. And it was a great, uh, young, tasty bear. So yeah, so that, that was That's fun. Awesome. So, so I'm kind of like, you know, oh. Linda, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm the magic yeah. female hunter because I killed a bear. And I'm like, you know, really wasn't that big a deal, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I'll go back again and say, um, shamefully, I, I've known very little about Bo. But what I did know is how, how, how much of a loved program it was. Um, and when I pulled in here this evening, I had something completely different in my mind about what this was. There's like 100 people here. A lot, I, I a thought lot of like people do. 10, 15 women hanging out, you know? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> this is a big deal. Uh, and immediately, I want my wife to come. She would love this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to get we, her here. We get um, people that are going to, well, I mean, we've had how many generations of family come at oh, once? Five. <laughs> five. Mm -hmm. From grandmother, great-grandmother, yeah. mother, daughter. You know. Yeah, that was Charlotte uh, Charlotte Norad. She was 87 years old, and she was there, and then four generations behind her, and they all <laughs> stayed in the same cabin. It was yeah. it was fun. She was wow. a great 87 years old. I'm like, oh my gosh, this and, is awesome. and repelling going down, mm -hmm. you know, that 10 foot cliff. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All right, so we've talked a lot about it already, um, but let's let's just kind of answer the question generally: What is becoming an outdoor woman? That goes to you, Linda. What is it? What it is is taking that lady out of the shopping mall, bringing her here, showing her some really cool things that she never knew that she could do, and sending her out to Bass Pro and Cabela so she can buy some gear. But that's, <laughs> that's just not part of it. That's a little tiny bit of it. It's also about these women learning and growing and finding out they can do stuff that they never could, thought they could do. You know, and one of the things that's sort of magic every time is, you know, you didn't get to see the amphitheater, but the magic starts the minute people get here. They all show up. They've got their new little shirts on. We sit up there. All of a sudden, they're not taking care of the kids. They're not working at the job. They don't have the husband that this needs that or whatever. It's all for one moment, for one them. weekend for them. And they, you know, and it, it's magic. Every the excitement that happens starts right then, and the connections people make, 
lapped a life, last a yeah, life. This is day one, right? Yeah. Yeah. This event? yeah, you can yeah. already feel it. Well, and there's other two, two other things that go with it, too. All right. You have the empty nest mother. Mm-hmm. So, she, you know, the kids are off to college. What do I do now? You know, and they want to get back involved in the outdoors or back involved in something. So they come to bow camp. Then you have we're starting to see some of the younger mothers that they're unfortunately we you know we are becoming single families you know and they are raising the kids and they want to learn how to do something with these kids Mm -hmm. you know their kids so you know this is a perfect place for them to learn and the nice thing is they're they don't feel threatened compared to and i'm not being mean to a man's situation sure i get that and the thing is it's really kind of cool because they all help each other Mm -hmm. you know they all work together and if someone's having a problem over here these girls will come over and start helping them they don't know this person but they're going to help them and that's what's so great about women empowerment yeah is that they just come together you can see it you can see it at the shotgun range when when one (laughs) woman hits hits that bird Everybody applauds. Yeah, you know, Same there's with the no competition. <laughs> to be clear, we're talking about clay pigeons in this what, case, right? Did I yes. say? Would I, bird. Did I say bird? bird. Yeah. yeah, clay pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it, that's a slang term for sure. for. No, clay I understand. Pigeons. We got, we, uh, we got to clarify these things, though. Um, all right. So basically, for speaking of this particular organization, this is a private run, um, and it's throughout Arizona, how many different camps do you have around the state? Oh. Two, three. Two. Well, two. We do two at Friendly Pines. Okay. And we do one that's we're starting to work on moving it in the winter. So we just did our first one down in Tucson. Um, most of the time we've done them up in Phoenix at Sorrel mm-hmm. Lake. Uh, we're looking at going to Yuma in a couple years. Um, so the winter one moves around a little okay. bit. What we're trying to do is hit a little bit more of the state and doing it. Now, bow itself <laughs> is throughout the entire United States. There's 49 camps yeah no there's 80 camps across the country in canada uh it started in wisconsin in about 1995 at wisconsin at stevens point and they were having issues they're like why don't women buy more hunting and fishing licenses and they're like wow i know why because culturally they're not supposed to hunt and fish and the very first boat camp started, and they had it filled up in a week. Wow. And uh, it's, a, it's a great story. I and mean, these guys are doc- doctors of, of uh, sports ecology or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Oh, my Peggy. God. Yeah, um, Peggy. Yeah, Peggy, but not uh, Christine Thomas. Dr. It. Christine Thomas <laughs> is uh, the one that started it. And... It's just, it's genius. It's genius. It's simple stuff, what she does. You come in on Friday, you have some kind of icebreaker uh, that evening, but you take your first class. On Saturday, you take two classes. Um, You have lunch, dinner, you know, all your meals are provided, and you have to be in a comfortable place. That's one of the keys. Um, One-third fishing and hunting, one-third non-consumptive and one-third learning okay so that that's the the, the recipe yeah. for mm-hmm. how we do all the bow's and this woman i swear she is just just a genius um i work with um 
the uh, hog group, and they've been working. Acronym. We got. We got a hunting and angling heritage workshop group. I know it's Thanks. quite and, unfortunate. And me, it's an unfortunate name. I know. <laughs> but and it's, um, uh, with the Arizona Game and Fish. That's with Arizona mm-hmm. Game and Fish. Arizona Game and Fish. They're just the facilitators. So we have all of these groups. We have all of the critter groups in there. We have, the I don't Elk know, Foundation. I'm going to say 30 or 40 different Dif- uh, works of people that are working for wildlife. And they're like, the stuff that they've been trying to do, they're like, one organization does it when we first start. And we, we've been doing it from day one. Yeah. Yeah. From day one. That's so awesome. you come back again. You take it again. If you're not comfortable, you come back again. So a lot of these camps and hunt camps are like, well, we can only take new people. But sometimes that's not enough. you mm-hmm. got to keep coming back and coming back. And that's what Bo's been doing since day one. Yeah. It's, you know, I didn't realize it until I said, yeah, well, we do that. You know, and they're like, yeah, we know. Not everyone can be an award winner, you know. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing, too, is a lot of these ladies, they hear the other ladies talking about this class, and they're like, oh, gosh, I've got to go do that now. Mm-hmm. And that's the other reason why they come back. Gotcha. You know, because they just hear these other ladies talking about how wonderful all these classes that they're taking. It's just like, okay, I guess I come coming back. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, speaking specifically to... Becoming an outdoors woman in Arizona, Linda. I'm going to stick with you. Okay. The inception of of this group in Arizona. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. I believe the first camp here was '95 or '96. '95. '95. Mm-hmm. You got to give Mark a shout out too. Yes, <laughs> and there was actually. Um, well, they. Start- you might want to cut this out earlier because I'm going to tell you what happened at the AWF board. They did not <laughs> want okay. a bunch of women coming in. And taking. Let's be clear. That was that AWF board. I'm right? talking <laughs> about the board in 1995. Okay. So gotcha. I don't know. You you may not want to put this in there, but I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you how it went. <laughs> um, two men. Mark is one of them. Mark Collinger, and the other mm-hmm. one is Don mm-hmm. Farmer. Those two guys ramrodded this program. They're like, this is a great program. Awesome. We need to do it. And they're like, no, we don't want a bunch of women out there. Really. Yes, we don't want a bunch of women out there, to, you know, in in the woods. This is man's. This is a man's world. Blah blah blah. We don't want them out there, and they're like, no, no, no. And then Mark had the brilliant idea again, genius. He goes, let's make them a member. Okay, so now you're talking to a board that doesn't want this program, mm-hmm. and they're like, wait a minute, we can really get our numbers up right for all of our members so every bow participant is buys a one-year membership if she comes back the next year she automatically is another so now you've got all of these ladies and they're like wow okay maybe we'll do that they got some they got some money from the safari club because they wouldn't even give enough money to start Mm -hmm. and they found some money from the safari club and uh did the did their first program and of course it went crazy the ladies from um wisconsin came and worked them through the very first bow in uh at friendly pines in 1995 and these two men now we're talking men yeah got this program going wow and if it wasn't for them we 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 wouldn't be here we wouldn't be where we are today 
Wow. Yeah, don't no, you know I've I've only had the pleasure of talking to to Mark probably, you know, as many times as I can count on one hand, but uh he's one of those people that you just feel connected with. I mean, he's got a good energy about him, doesn't he? Has Mark yeah. ever missed a bow? Nope. Never. Never missed a bow. Well, and Always and teaching. We, and w- there was one bow we got almost snowed out. And Mark and Don over, you know, and some of the other leaders. I, I wasn't there that year because I was running a, a big archery tournament I missed the snow bow. Um, I was running a big <laughs> archery tournament me. down in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Um, but they figured out how to get these ladies you know, through this bow with the snow, and they had a blast. Wow. Yes, the the rumor is they were, the, the bow participants were making atomically correct snowmen and women. Oh. <laughs> so. All right. So let's, for, for, not moving on for any particular reason, but uh, let's, for the, for the ladies that are listening to this that are thinking, oh, wow, this sounds cool, but but I don't think I'd fit in. Oh. Let's convince them they're wrong. They're what, what, are, what is the typical bow attendee? What do they look like? Who are they? Anybody. Yeah. Any woman. I mean, it just doesn't matter age. It doesn't matter ethics. It doesn't matter. Skill level doesn't skill matter. matter. Yeah. Because what's so cool about this is we provide all the equipment. All they have to do is bring a sleeping bag, clothes, a towel, and a water bottle. <laughs> and some stuffed and attitude and good attitude i'm wanting to learn you know and so it doesn't matter what they look like what they do what size they are whether they're short tall skinny you know it doesn't matter because they're going to find something that they just didn't realize they could do Mm -hmm. i i tell them when they're when they're looking at all the classes that the choices i says take three hours of your life and take a class that you think you would never, ever, ever want to do. You're giving up three hours of your life, and you might find it something new. Yeah. And I've had people come back to me and says, I never thought I could fly fish. I go, no, of course you can. You know, it's, it just works. And so, we have, I mean, and one thing that we've really, within the last 25 years, have really gotten our instructors to where they... We feel they're the best in Arizona. Mm-hmm. They are the best. And Our instructors are bar none the best instructors in the state. And, and that's what makes it because they can, they can communicate with these people and make it to where they can understand it and have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just, you know, yeah, they know how to do the sport, but can you teach it? Yeah. yeah. And make it fun and make it non-competitive. And, and, and we have... Men instructors, too, and our, some of our men instructors are bar none excellent. Our fly fishing instructor, I don't know what we would do without him. He's just, uh, Brian, he's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to ask point blank, you know, why is this program so popular? Uh, but I think we've, you know, we've talked a lot about that. I, I think it's pretty clear already. Um, but if anyone has anything to add there, you're certainly welcome to. Um, Moving on, though, to, to another topic is we've, we've talked about fly fishing, you know, we've talked about climbing, or rappelling, but what, uh, more specifically, what programs does Bo offer? What sessions do we offer? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's like 40. Oh, all right. Name <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> um, okay, so here, here's what happens in the life of a boat participant. She comes in and she takes, I'm lost, now what? 
what do I do now? And the class is not, not how to not get lost. I am lost, now what? Okay, she'll take that class. She might take land navigation. How do I read a compass? And then uh, she might take um, wilderness medicine. What if I break my leg out there? What do I do? So we're gonna take those, those classes. And now she's looking and going, well, that was okay. I learned a lot of stuff. She comes back the next time. And now she's gonna learn how to fish. Yeah. Fly fish. Um, maybe she wants to learn how to paddle a canoe. So we have, or kayaks, canoes and kayaks both. So now she's having fun outdoors. So we, we got to get them so that they're comfortable coming out and then they'll come out in the, and the next time and have fun. And then they'll go, well, we have, we teach all of the um, shooting sports, rifle, shotgun, handgun, and a safety class. Wow, maybe I could shoot a gun, you know? So then they come back the next time and they and 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 it's again it's nothing huge you know she'll shoot a 22 uh, rifle uh, we shoot 20 gauge shotguns and then for um, handgun it's usually nine mil and 22s but it's something that she's never done before oh wow maybe I want to do archery yeah. right and then we get them going they're like wow this is really cool. There's a whole nother world outside of the city, and then they get involved in conservation, mm -hmm. which is what we want. Yeah. We want them, if they don't, how can you love what you don't know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. right? So I, I've got a question. I don't know. Can we bring up the three Ps? Certainly. Okay. Because I think that's something as an intro, that, because that's something yes. that keeps so many women out of the outdoors. I went to a coordinator's conference years ago maybe uh, three or four years after i was the coordinator here i went to a court conference in arkansas and there was a class called uh oh, what did they call it outdoor hygiene uh -huh. and we actually still have that printout of this class and i'm like this is a barrier that's what they're trying to do let's learn how to pee in the woods and yeah. a lot of it them are afraid to do that uh, barrier sure. and and as a I was it was like I kind of like slapped myself on the head it is a barrier I mean I was brought outdoors I was brought up outdoors both of mm -hmm. my parents are real avid hunters and fishers and we did a lot of stuff outdoors and it was not a thing to me but I'm like this is a real problem and I go give me that and we started that class here, and it is one of oh, our wow. most popular classes. Now, it's more than just how to pee in the woods, okay? Sure. Um, this <laughs> it is the three Ps. The three Ps. Well, I'm curious as to what the other two Ps are now. Poo and period. Oh, oh. Okay. Right. So how do women <laughs> manage no, that? Is, I can see how that this in might the outdoors. be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, my, and my cousin, this is a true story, and you're probably going to want to take this three out. Three Ps. The three Ps. <laughs> my cousin, we were, we were uh, in the elk woods. Mm -hmm. We were hunting elk, and a bull elk's coming at us, and Kim goes, I'm on my period. I'm on my period. And I'm oh. going, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> but she was worried about it. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know, so we have got to get this information out to these ladies. Sure. It's okay. This is what you do. You know, yeah. this is exactly how you and this is how you do this, this and this. I'm not going to be specific because it's kind of gross. <laughs> but you know, plastic bags, you know, baggies yeah. are our best friend. Yeah. But 
it's a huge, huge awesome. thing. Very popular class. No, I, I see. And that would be a very easy thing to overlook, especially from a male perspective. Yeah. And, yeah. and for me, too. I'm not a guy, but I grew up outdoors. Yeah. And it's like, oh, bam, you're an idiot. I find myself in you know? those situations a lot where things that I take for granted, it's like, oh, everybody, everybody knows how to do this. Everybody should be comfortable here just because I grew up in it. Right. But um, they're not, you no. know. Um, I, I will, I'll add one more tidbit for myself that I'm proud of. Um, my little girl, um, is six now, but you know, th- these, we've drug her around in the outdoors since she was an infant. Um, but she's taken the peeing outside thing almost too far to where she'll be in the middle of a park and just drop her drawers in front of everybody. So we've, we've had to walk it back a little you bit. You have succeeded. <laughs> um, that's great. So let's, uh, just to finish my list off here, can you walk me through a typical like the first two days of bow i mean i mean we've touched on it already but just to give people an idea what the structure looks like what they could expect coming in so when they first get here they um come and they get into the registration and then we give them a name tag and on the name tag we'll have their name and all the classes they're taking and the time of the schedule so mm-hmm. you know this time happens this time does this you know dinners and meals and everything and free time and then um we go and we meet at a place like a little armada and we talk about some other general stuff you know welcoming Mm. them introducing you know the people that we need to introduce the the board members of awf and then the instructors and letting them know that all these instructors are volunteers Mm -hmm. you know they take a weekend out of their life to come do this because they love it um so don't be afraid to ask questions so then we go and have a, a meal you know, and, and get into the dining hall. And then you start hearing the mingling. You know, yeah. why are no, you I here? No, I noticed right away on you know, day one, everyone here seemed very comfortable. You know, why are you here? What are you doing? You know, the girls start talking to each other. Then they go to their first class. And it's just like all of a sudden you see the eyeballs just getting bigger and bigger. And the faces and the grins are getting bigger and bigger. And they're like, I like this. I want to do more. You know, and then from there they go, you know, um, in the evenings, we'll have um, somebody talking in Mm -hmm. the evenings. We're doing that tomorrow night. Normally, um, it depends on who's running the camp. It happens Friday night. Saturday night is our fundraiser to keep the um, cost down. I think we're one of the only few groups that are under $500 in in the United States, um, which is pretty incredible, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with the way the cost is going. Um, and then, um, the next day they take their next class and, you know, they're getting a little bit more and you could just, by the end, it's just so much energy. It's like a balloon is just popped Yeah. and it's just like excitement everywhere. That's awesome. One of my favorite things is you'll see it on Sunday afternoon when we're all done. We have come in on Sunday, we'll have our lunch and right around the flagpole, you'll see ladies exchanging, uh, information. Contact information, making plans, taking their kids camping, and that it's just so cool to see that. Well, we've got one group of ladies um, that um, have never gone camping because they didn't think it was in their, um, I don't know the correct word, ethics or or type of, you know, how they grew up. And now they're going camping with our instructor. You know, they've gone to three campouts and they're just having, and it's, it's a whole new world for them. And it, they're just so excited. And that's what this is all about. I know the lifetime friendships you make here are, are pretty amazing. Yeah. Some of my instructor friends here, are, I count as some of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Me. Val's <laughs> one of them. Val's one of my very best oh, friends. And, and then Kathy. Linda and I are, are elk hunting now. 
you oh, know, yeah. you know, so we're like a pal, it goes even beyond elk hunting. It's like camping. Um, you know, we're, yep. we're, we, you know, we do activities together. We spend a week at Roosevelt Lake. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've been, you know, the instructors will do stuff too. Mm-hmm. I went down to see Val, Yuma, mm-hmm. Kathy too. That was yeah. really nice. I really enjoyed that trip. <laughs> well, let's, um, actually, I think, I think if we can, uh, I'm going to have Trika. Uh, one of my coworkers steal a mic from someone. Sure. Um, and uh, one of the, I'll say this, all of this awesomeness um, doesn't come without its problems. And one problem here is that there's, there's more people that want to be involved than there is room, even though, you know, there's a lot of people here. Um, the, the, the demand is high. Um, so Trika, my coworker, and introduce yourself briefly, Trika, if you don't mind. Uh, hey, so I'm Trika O'Shant Hawkins. Uh, yeah, I do work with Michael. I've been at the Wildlife Federation for almost 10 years now. I was on the board, but I'm currently staff person. Better? Better. Um, yeah, so Trika's, I, I work directly with Trika, and she's awesome. She makes everything better. Uh, but she has been working on, on, on one of these problems that there's, you know, expanding this program. This is so wonderful, and everybody uh, gains so much from it, and, and you've heard about all of that. You know, we want to make it accessible to even more ladies. So Trika, can you talk about Bridges to Bow? You betcha. So it's even hard to say it's a problem because you just heard how amazing right. yeah. Bow is. But it's, it is interesting uh, that it just happens because of friends telling friends and uh, who's been coming for years and how word of mouth has just perpetuated the continuation of new Bow people. But it hasn't always reached more diverse uh, groups, uh, either uh, ethnically, racially diverse, and even age. Mm-hmm. Uh, often, <laughs> the you know the age the youngest person can be. Uh, right. Let me interrupt you a minute. Mm-hmm. I have been to four, five, six, probably conferences, BOW conferences where we where all the corners get together, and we have absolutely beat this thing to death trying to get younger uh just a more diverse women in here and every once in a while you see a little bit of color but like we said we're milk toast and and we have beat this forever and Trika found a way to do it so i want to take this national so well we actually are we'll be presenting bridges to bow at um the national wildlife uh federation annual meeting this right. summer well, i want to take a national bow national bow are you, yeah. you going to yeah, travel so, for that or are you going to do it virtually well right now it's virtually Virtual, at least for yeah. this one but we're taking this to the road awesome and some of the bridges to bow ladies also are they want to share this story as well because it's been life-changing for them uh-huh. and but basically what bridges to bow is and like like linda was saying how can we reach out to more diverse uh young women how how do we breakthrough how do we create these bridges which Mm -hmm. is how the name evolved and for us it happened that uh, a group called public allies came to us and and their goal is diversity inclusion and uh, leadership Mm -hmm. and they came in and they do a team project and they said hey uh, we would love to work with the Arizona Wildlife Federation Uh, what kind of project can we do I said well what are your interests and uh skills etc and i brought them to bow a year ago 
and they said, this is it. We can help you reach out to more diverse young women and um, introduce them to the outdoors. And there are so many barriers, um, and I've learned a lot of those barriers in this program, that have potentially prohibited people from wanting to, like, like Linda said, we're, like the majority of, of people here actually really are older white women. And that can be scary for some people if that's not your culture, but when you realize what a safe place it is, but that means you gotta get here. And so public allies, uh, we partnered with them, they did the outreach, we did recruitment, we had, and Linda and Kathy saved 15 spaces um, for the Bridges to Bow ladies. And we showed up last September with 15 awesome women, and uh, as well the public allies team. The, um, and lives were changed, and like Kathy was saying, some of them have been and since gone camping, uh, posting on social media where they're hiking way regularly. They feel way more comfortable in the outdoors. They've gained skills, they've gained confidence, and they've also gained this community amongst themselves where, you know, you were talking about lifelong friends. Like, there, there's a couple of gals that came back here this time that were here in September, and they go hiking together all the time. They're totally best buds. And that how, that's this Bridges to Bow group have really bonded, and um, that's been huge. And really the, the key, and I, what broke through, is partnering with an organization and people who have the connections and the skills mm -hmm. um, to, to be able to reach out to groups that we might not have reached out to before. It's not because we didn't want to. We just we didn't know how and who. And But this partnership exactly. has been great. Yeah. And you know, there, there's parallels to the, the, the overall arching conservation community. You know, we're a bunch of white dudes. Um, most of us getting older are older. Um, <laughs> and... You know, I, I'm, I'm sure there's still some backwards ways of thinking out there, but I would, I would, I would say the vast majority of people involved in conservation want to see everyone involved in conservation. Yeah. That's women. That's that's all ethnic groups. That's everybody. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's I, this is important work, um, and I, I love seeing it happen because um, you know, you know I, I care about this stuff, and the more people involved, the, the more the longer it's going to stick around for my children and and their children. But so that's awesome. Jacob, yeah, you've done good work there. And I don't want you to say too much because I want to do another one later oh, on just right. just yeah. a bow. But um but you did a good good job telling us uh telling yeah. us about it. I appreciate that. Well, thanks for fitting me in here. It's my pleasure. All right. So let's talk about um women who want to do this and how how do they do it? How do they get involved? Who do they contact? Where do they go? You know, and, and might as well uh, cost. What does this cost? Um Well this camp is like 350 I think okay. something like that we do have a scholarship program oh, that's great uh, I think that the parameters are they need to be a first-time participant and that was it right was there another parameter in there I can't remember I think they had to just you know it, a fill a little, little application and say I can't afford it I want to go I want to learn and we do have quite a bit of, of money in that fun so and I think there was something about how they thought what they could do here would be something they could share beyond yeah I remember that okay so they'd make a statement about that right and they they just go we're on Facebook 
um, or they can contact the office. So would they search up uh, Arizona becoming an outdoor one? Mm -hmm. Okay. And here's one thing that I think when we look at that fee, that if you're going to pay the, uh -huh. the fee, is that think about if you were going to take a nice long weekend with your lady friends in Vegas, it would cost you oh, much, more. much more than So when you're getting your lodging, yeah. you're getting your meals, you're getting all of the, the bling and perks and, uh -huh. and just all of the entertainment value that the instruction. And the knowledge from the instructors. Right. Yeah. All of it is, it's some of the best money you could ever spend. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. So how, I mean, how often are these held? Um, and how far in advance do ladies need to get signed up? We do them three times a year. We do two here in the Prescott area, and then we do one, the, the January one that gets moved around the state. Uh, what was the other part of your question? Oh, all right, so I said, uh, how, <laughs> how, how often are these held, and how far in advance do, do ladies need to get signed up if they want to attend? Um, we... To get the registration out at least three months prior to when the event will be held so they could sign up then and what happens sometimes is we'll fill up really fast and then the we you can go on the wait list and then when you go on the wait list as as someone says okay i can't make it then you know you can get on that way and i think this time while well, we had the, the fire so um we had a, some people that didn't want to come because there was a big fire here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow! And uh, we got everybody but you on. Pulled, pulled it off anyway, huh? Um, this is a this particular camp was a magic camp because uh, it was on again. It was off again. The fire's coming this way. The fire's going another way. Oh, we can't go to the other camp, so <laughs> we have to move to this camp. So in the last twenty four hours before this camp. We actually moved the venue. Mm -hmm. Kathy did it. I, yeah, it's Me amazing. Me and Kim. Me and Kim. Kathy and Kim. And it was just, I mean, between the phone calls, well, there are lots of phone calls with Campway, who is our host. I mean, our, our not our host. Yeah, our, the, our the, venue. Venue um, host. Me, Kim. All right, and we started off with 107 women, which this is the first time. Huge. I've, Huge yeah, for me, <laughs> which I have not done. And my is, camps are around 60. This which is you, the biggest right. camp Kathy's had to do. So yeah. she was like kind of freaked out just a little <laughs> bit. I've, I've done them at 105, 106, 107. Something happens but when you get over 100. It's just too much estrogen. And I stopped <laughs> it. <laughs> I stopped it years ago at 100. 100 was okay. But a, something happens at 102. I don't know. Well, this time well, I and, think magic. Yeah. Well, the, the thing too is that your classes are getting too big and they're not getting that one-on-one -on -one right. situation, which is a big key for bow camp. Uh -huh. um, so anyhow, we're on the phone, we're on the phone talking to this, talking to this. And I said, okay, here's the stimulations. If we're coming to Camp Stein, which is where we're at t this weekend, there's some stimulations. You have to bring your cook because <laughs> we are all in love with their cook. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the girls have gotten used to this type of food. Um, we have to figure out how to put everybody on a lower bed so that nobody has to climb up yeah, to the top. That's key. The top bunk because, you know, granite, nobody, especially a woman, wants to try to climb down in the middle of the night to go pee right, right. off of a top bunk. Um, you know, and um, 
What was the other thing? Oh, and um, <laughs> how, where, where can I put classes? Yeah. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know. So, so we're scrambling these last 24 hours trying to get this thing squared away. So we don't want, we want the participant to come here and know where to go. Uh-huh. We don't want to look disorganized. Like we don't know. <laughs> but, and Kathy and Kim, I've got to tell you, man, they pulled it off and it was freaking miracle and i had the best uh the best compliment today from one of our ladies she says it looks great from our side we have uh, she says i got an idea what y'all been through she says but you can't tell it really you can't tell that's it. great and that's so, what we're looking for you know and then and that's kudos to this staff yeah 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 and that's and that's what really makes it nice especially with awf and the staff that runs Bow Camp, we have really worked together and communicate. We have um, we have we have a bow committee that we talk to with the AWF, mm-hmm. and we shoot ideals and you know give feedbacks and you know this is what we're wanting to do and you know and they kind of look at it. Okay, well, we'll slow down, Kath. Slow because I get these really <laughs> off wild things, and um, they're like, okay, slow down. Let's think about this a little bit more and investigate before we go into mm-hmm. it. You know, because we're always looking for new classes. You can't come back for 25 years and have all the same classes but but uh, we want we also want these women to go out on their own mm-hmm. so and and that that's the other side of that coin yeah yeah that's awesome well i think we've covered the nuts and bolts um but how about this uh just to wrap this up on a lighter note could we could we collectively come up with a story or two that that you appreciate that's happened at bow all right, I got Not one. Putting with, anybody on the spot. I but. got one with archery. Okay. So this one, well, I, I, and it, it, I shouldn't say just archery. I mean, it happens at all my classes. Okay, so you get these ladies like we're talking about, mm-hmm. and they've got these fancy nails. And when you have to pull a bow back, you have to get close to your face. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. going to rip my face off with these nails. I'm like, you're not even going to touch your face. So they're like, they're, they're, they're they grab it like a. a, <laughs> Get the hands a like a pair of tweezers. It's like, oh, 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 And then they get really close and I said, let go. They're like, I just let it go. The arrow just hit with the target. I'm like, see? Now let's try it a little bit further and see if we can get closer to our face. And they get closer to their face. And they're like, within three hours, well, we don't shoot for the entire three hours. These ladies would shoot me if we did that because they would be so sore. And then towards the end of the class, the last hour, we try to pop balloons. So I've got this one lady. We're supposed to end at 11:45. It's 12 o'clock. It's 12:05. It's 12:10. She's trying to pop a balloon. Oh. Finally, she oh. pops the balloon and I swear you could hear her scream throughout the entire camp. <laughs> <laughs> and you know and that's that's what makes it so much fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. I was at the shotgun class helping them with the shot. I'm not a very good wing shooter. But we were coming off it and we had five or six shotguns on a rack there when we were coming off the range. And this woman looked down and she says, they're not so scary after all. And I swear I wanted to hug her. I did hug her. And I says, you are right. They're not that scary, are they? The first time in her life she fired a shotgun. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So my story is my sister Deb. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Finally got her to come. She I got was, to meet Deb, didn't I? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, you yeah, did. So meet Val, Val travels all over the place in this awesome camper. Yeah, she's just right outside the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's she's doing retirement. Correct. Yes, yeah. doing it right. But you know, got Deb, who was an avid golfer, 36 mm-hmm. holes a day. You know, she was a principal by day, golfer by afternoon, and uh, got her to come to Bow, and she took warm water fishing, and uh, loved it so fun had to buy herself a new rod new reel next thing it's like she took the paddling class oh now she had to have a kayak and then, <laughs> and then from there we went a on hobie at that right a hobie oh kayak. a hobie oh. yeah the hobie top of the line really? fishing kayak yeah. oh yeah and the, then she had to get the... a new truck to take it <laughs> and a new trailer you know then that and she had this whole camper yes that all beats golfing i'm just gonna throw that all out there beats go- yeah. she hasn't yeah. picked up a, a, <laughs> a, a, a putter since <laughs> wow but she can't come to bow anymore because of the fact that every time you know kathy's uh you know got her doing something linda's got her showing her some new optics and then the next thing she's got to buy oh, you know Lord. new yeah. new jewelry as she as linda tells us optics is or that you know so she much. has just become exactly who we want to come out of this program of that empowerment somebody who's purchasing in the you know yeah. because of Pittman the fun, Pittman Pittman money in Pittman robinson yeah yep so getting all of the you know and the engagement that she's had ever since so. Fantastic. And yeah. that's the fun thing to hear is that when these ladies come back again, you know, it's like, God, we went camping for the first time. And it was just so cool. I've never seen so many stars, you know, because you get away yeah. from the city yeah. and yeah. you don't have the lights. We do have quite a few people that come out that have never seen the stars. Wow. Never wow. seen the stars. Yeah, again, those things you take for granted, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I think about that stuff, be up on the strip, you know, and you just you don't see stars like that anywhere else right, but those kind right. of places and and also the other thing too is you know what do you do when you hear a coyote you know mm-hmm. some of them are afraid of that we're starting to get so many coyotes in the city now mm-hmm. but the other thing too is it it's like okay i'm in the woods how do i deal with some of these animals yeah you know and get them you know not to be so afraid and how right. to protect themselves yeah 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 we we fear what we don't know and and we uh you know we we love and protect what we do so exactly well with that ladies not only do i want to thank you for letting me come here and and having you talk with me but i want to sincerely thank you for for this work that you do this is important stuff um and well thank you oh you're welcome it's my pleasure being we here. We look forward to you coming on board as an instructor soon. Yes, I, I we do need somebody for a small game. Small game. <laughs> yeah. That's I can do that. Need. I can cook up some small well, game. That's exactly yeah. what we need. We have a class Saturday afternoon for small game processing. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's our first time. Oh, that's great. Yeah. that I would think that processing, that's a big hurdle for folks. Yeah. So. Yeah. We did uh, We did field dress a goat. Uh, today yep. yeah had to have been today awesome yeah, yeah I, I take explicit or I, I don't think explicit is the right word it, it, what's the word i'm looking for i take a lot of care mm-hmm. in, in my processing my meat in the field absolutely yeah. and then, I when i teach the honey class I, I i like stomp on i says yeah. field care field care field care so when we start out on fridays with that game taste wow this doesn't taste like uncle buck's venison that i had in, <laughs> in you know, 20 years ago, that uh-huh. was nasty. 
right? I said, and if you take my class, take my hunting class, field care, field care, field care. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I want to do want to say this and all the years I've been teaching this hunting class, the first couple of times I took, I taught it, I'd have two people, three people, four people. I didn't care how many people were in my class. Now I've got nine, 10, we stop it at 10. Mm -hmm. So almost all of the hunting classes now are full. So you're seeing a definite increase in interest in hunting and women and and they want to hunt because they want good food for the table. Right. Yeah, no, I've got a lot of buddies that have been hunting for a lot of years that would very much benefit from a class like that as well. So all right. I'm going to cut it off. I think we can probably just keep on and keep it on. Thanks again, (laughs) ladies. I appreciate you having me. And uh, yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I had a great time doing it. Those gals, they're just fantastic. The work they're doing is so important and, and just so much fun. And hopefully I get to hang out in another one of these and maybe uh, maybe teach them small game cooking. I'd sure, sure be happy to do that, and I, I know it would be a good time. Um, not only that, I've got my wife convinced that she needs to go. I, I know she's going to have a blast at that. Um, and I'm sure she'll drag some of her friends, and you know we'll just keep this keep this ball rolling not that they need our help i mean the the i guess if there's an issue with bow it's it's getting a spot you gotta act quick because it is a popular program and it fills up quick so uh yeah pass that info along to to all the ladies uh in your family and your friends and uh yeah get them involved give me an email at podcast at azwildlife.org tell me what you think Give me your ideas. Uh, tell me who you'd like to hear from on the show or subject matter that you're curious about here in Arizona and our, in our wildlife. And I'd be happy to put those shows together. So always appreciate rating. Uh, five-star reviews are wonderful or any reviews. Uh, write us a quick note if you like. Uh, reviews, iTunes is great. Our Podbean, our host is a good place to do that. Um, they really It goes a long way in uh, getting our show out to more folks. So... Until next time, thanks so much for listening. Take care.